0: I would like to start with hoping that all is well with you, but because I'm alive and breathing, I am fully aware that all is not well within our country and within our communities. On behalf of the Whole Brother Mission, I make the following statement. As an organization dedicated to equipping men to be whole in every area of life, I want to take the time to address concerns about racial injustice, rioting, protests, and mental health. Before doing so, I would like to share this video with you, as I believe it really captures the moment.
1: But we won't stand up for them. I a understand. They get killed on the come here, basically. talk to me. I understand. How do you? I'm tired of this shit. How do you? I'm 45 man. years old. 45, and I'm 31. And I'm tired of seeing and anything, you, the man. older generation than me, and I right. too. And we've been standing around as so. the older ones taking come all this bullshit, always hoping for a kumbaya, fucking you Come here. Always standing around for a kumbaya ain't nobody coming to protect us let me tell you we something. gotta start our own fucking life i understand but let me tell you something right here this 16 he's 16. And they're gonna kill him he's 16. what are we gonna do you tell me what are we gonna but do this ain't the way because they ready to let loose if the united states president say if you lose, we shoot but it's time to stand I up so at, this point, well. at this point I'm ready to die Let for what's something. going on. Let me tell you something. That's the problem that we got. What you see, right now, it's going to happen 10 years from now.
0: And at 26,
1: you're going to be doing the same thing I'm doing. You understand that? 10 years, you're going to be right here too. But he also got to So what y'all to do. Right road. now, at 16 is come up with a better way. Because how we doing it, it ain't working. He angry. At 46, I'm angry at 31. You angry at 16. Mm. Ooh, it's Do old old, I mean. you man. understand it's me? It. It's old. Putting yourself it's in harm's way is not the it. it. way. No, it's not. You and then an other your counterparts, the same Asian that has that same power. Y'all coming with a better way because we ain't doing it. Oh, my God. And I have a five-year-old son, and it ain't happening. Mm. I marched four years ago. Keep Lamont Scott did the same shit y'all doing. The same exact thing night after night after night. It don't matter. Come up with a better way. You understand me? You keep yourself safe.
0: So the question then becomes why is this debate happening? Why is one man having to encourage another man not to encourage rioting and violence and so on and so forth? This reminds me of the debate of MLK versus Malcolm X, whose approach was the best. And I have to be very transparent with you, I think both of those men had amazing contributions to the advancement of the black community. And while MLK was seen as being nonviolent and Malcolm X was seen as being more aggressive, I do believe that there is a place for both at that time and in this present day. I do not want to encourage violence, but I do want to make it clear that I understand what has provoked many to this point. When it comes to death as a result of those in power, doing so unjustly, people get pushed to a point of desperation. When I consider George Floyd, I'm reminded about the fact that while the officer's knee was in his neck, he cried out for his mother. His mother died years before this event took place. When a grown man cries out for his mother who's dead, that is extreme desperation. In addition to that desperation, and the fear that exists being a black man in America, we also have to be very realistic about the current political landscape. The Whole Brother mission is in no place to endorse or financially support or work against any political candidate. However, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge the political landscape that has existed for years and that is currently in place that encourages the damaging of the black family and the loss of black life. I will not speak of any particular names or against any particular candidate, but I will show you some evidence as to why many are upset, rioting, and speaking against injustice in a very strong way at this present time. Many of us, whether it be black leaders in politics black leaders in sports, or even white leaders in other areas have spoken against these things. Colin Kaepernick took the time to kneel to protest racial injustice amongst the police. In addition to that, we also know that things like stop and frisk existed. They were spoken against and it was made clear that these things are biased toward men of color, black and brown men. And in addition to that, there has also been an emphasis put on policing in a less forceful way. Now, obviously, police do reserve the right to be forceful as they are the ones protecting us. But there are several instances, as we've seen time and time again, where there is an unjust amount of force being used, even to the point of men who are unarmed or have may not committed murder losing their life. This is the response of the current administration to these issues.
2: Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! Stop and frisk was ruled unconstitutional in New York because it it largely singled out Black and Hispanic young men. No, you're wrong. Uh, it went before a judge who was a very against police judge. Uh, it was taken away from her, and our mayor, our new mayor, refused to go forward with the case. They would have won an appeal. If you look at it throughout the country, there are many places the where. The argument around. is that it is, it's a form of racial profiling. No, the argument is that we have to take the guns away from these people that have them and that are bad people that shouldn't have them. These are felons. These are people that are bad people that shouldn't be. When you have 3000 shootings in Chicago from January 1st, when you have 4000 people killed in Chicago by guns from the beginning of the presidency of Barack Obama, his hometown, you have to have stop and frisk. When you see these towns and when you see these thugs being thrown into the back of a paddy wagon, you just see them thrown in rough. I said, please don't be too nice. Like when you guys put somebody in the car and you're protecting their head, you know, the way you put their hand over. Like, don't hit their head and they've just killed somebody. Don't hit their head. I said, you can take the hand away, okay?
0: I want to take the time to address the area of grief, specifically to our heroes who are on the front lines, but also to those that may not be out on the front lines but are watching all of this unfold. First, we must recognize that our human heroes are first human. They're not invincible, so they can't navigate through these things without being affected as it relates to racial injustice, the death of black men, and then being attacked personally. Many of the people who speak up for racial injustice are then attacked and accosted personally personally and their families are pulled aside and different things are done to make life difficult for these people who are speaking up for us. And we must recognize that their mental health is at stake as well, as well as their personal well-being. So we have to be very intentional about taking the time to heal and to protect ourselves properly for those of us who are on the front lines addressing these issues, especially those who are out in the streets as we currently speak. We have to protect ourselves because we recognize that in many cases, protection of the black family protection of black men protection of black women isn't prioritized by our leadership in many different ways so we have to be very intentional about not just going out in the streets to protest but also protecting ourselves in addition to that i believe that those of us watching this from our computer screens or our cell phones have to realize that constantly seeing black people slain in the streets can take a toll on your personal mental health as well So those on the front lines need to be cognizant of their mental health. But also those of us who are watching this unfold have to realize that this isn't normal. It's normal in America, but it's not normal or acceptable for us. We can't let that become our norm. And as we labor to make America have a new normal, we have to recognize that we have to protect ourselves. And that may mean putting down the phone or not watching some of these events take place, not being fully involved in every aspect and not responding to every critic. Uh, I recognize that there are a lot of naysayers who are present online and maybe even in your, your text message inbox who are who are criticizing you when you speak up on issues of injustice and and so on and so forth. And I know many of us want to take the time to educate others and hopefully make them an ally, but I would encourage you to not respond to the naysayers. This isn't the time for that. I think many of us can waste so much time trying to explain things to people who are committed to misunderstanding us, that time is taken away from us potentially making progress. So please consider the option of falling back from trying to translate for white people who aren't interested in understanding or even black people who have a dissenting opinion. Focus on the work at the current moment in your sector of life. In addition to that, I think we must plan and organize privately. Once again, I'm not endorsing and encouraging anyone to go out and damage property or hurt anyone or even attack police directly, but I completely understand someone getting to that point. I referenced this in a previous social media post that this isn't a matter of Black people being moody at the moment, but it's actually a response to injustice. I think For people who aren't in our shoes to understand, imagine whatever could happen to you to put you in fight-or-flight mode. When you're pushed to that extreme where you feel like you have to protect yourself, many things that you wouldn't normally do, you end up doing. So I use that example to help those on the outside to understand the severity of the moment. I really think the end of the road is when those in power kill people unjustly and are allowed to walk around the streets this then becomes a free for all where we feel as though black men are the target and it's open season on us. And if you don't understand that, I think try to put yourself in those shoes and imagine, well, what would you do if it became the norm that people in the community were being gunned down without proper recourse? Lastly, I want to provide an example for you that might bring all of this into context. Protests arose and looting did begin to happen, I believe, in Atlanta, Georgia, and the government officials there called on rapper T.I. and Killer Mike to speak to the public during a press conference to encourage them to calm down and to not damage the Atlanta that many black people built. And I first considered T.I., who in many cases has had his run-ins with the law and, as he stated, could be serving several life sentences right now, but he was given another opportunity and reformed his life. And now governmental officials are calling on him to calm down masses of people and using him as an asset to restore order to a place where there's a lack of order that came as a result of injustice based on those that are in power. But imagine if T.I. wasn't here today to be used to help restore order. Imagine if a knee was put in his neck in addition to TI, I would like to personally send a thank you to Killer Mike, who, who spoke in a very sobering and real and transparent and strong way. I appreciate what he had to say about all these issues, and he spoke specifically about taking the time to step away to plan. And I think that is very important for us as a community. I understand the initial emotional response is to lash out. I completely understand that. And in many cases, we have to be very honest, whether we like it or not, when people are hit in the pockets and when order is lost and one wants to restore it, historically, those types of uprisings have produced results. Once again, I don't wanna push that, but we need to understand that unjust systems have to be shaken for progress to be made. And it being shaken can play out a variety of different ways. But in addition to those more forceful responses, uh, I think that what Killer Mike is presenting to us is a very realistic approach moving forward. And I would add to his statements. One, I would encourage you to go look at them. Look at Killer Mike's press conference a few days ago for the city of Atlanta, but also take the time to step away to engage with those on a political level locally many times we wait until the general election the presidential election to then get involved but many of these injustices are a result of local laws and the discretion of officers and that's something that has to be addressed at a local level so i believe that we have to do a lot of planning privately now i am in no position to get all the black people together and we're not a monolith so we can't all necessarily get on the same page but i do think Many of us in our unique sectors and in different states can make a huge difference by taking the time to step away and plan privately. I want to put the emphasis on privately because we know that there Mm -hmm. are dissenters who will take every step to sabotage our work and to continue the injustice that exists. So I hope this message is an encouragement to you. Uh, In no way do I want to disregard the raw emotions that are being felt, but in this moment, I want to take a time to to speak in a sober-minded way and encourage us to take the next couple of steps while grieving but also those steps aren't just the action and resolving the injustice and engaging with those on the outside but those steps also include taking the time to sit back and feel what you feel and potentially talk to a therapist if necessary this isn't normal this isn't acceptable and i believe that things will change And they can change a lot sooner depending on how we strategize but we can't allow this to become acceptable or allow this to remain acceptable because of systems that are set up to prioritize one group of people and stigmatize another in addition to that i want to take the time to encourage you to support black organizations that are dedicated to helping our communities now there's one political side to this that i will not address because that's not my area However, I can talk about community development and services and resources that will help our communities on a personal level that will then equip us to engage politically. I think the black family is central to all of this, and specifically in these cases, black men. The Whole Brother mission is focused on equipping men to be whole in every area of life, and we do this through a variety of means, but one is providing assisted access for men to see a counselor. I think that it's all the more important right now for the family of george floyd for those that are connected to him and that love him and for those of us who are regularly viewing these videos we've had an influx of people seeking therapy because they're scared to go to work they're having a hard time process processing through these videos and they're dealing with microaggressions from friends and coworkers and so on and so forth these are very real issues so i want to encourage you even if it's not the whole brother mission take the time to financially support the organizations that are helping to keep the Black family going and navigate through these tough times. You can learn more about our organization at wholebrothermission.com. Thank you.